with our very own special guest star me yay ribbit ribbit it's our podcast at the bit (laughs) oh boy oh boy welcome to the bare naked abc's where we discuss every bare naked lady song from seven to y and this week i have joining me aaron and heidi thank you Hi. hi everybody I am happy to be here. I wish my name were Polly. <laughs> and then I could be in a bog. <laughs> <laughs> we're bogging down this podcast already. Have you ever uh, met Wade Bugs? <laughs> <laughs> or Susie Boggs? Yeah. Bo- Susie Boggus. I've, I've ridden a toboggan. You've ridden a toboggan? <laughs> Uh, wow, well, you guys getting... are hogging all the good jokes. Let's uh, not be Pollyanna ish here. <laughs> and if you haven't picked up on all the really bad puns, this week's song <laughs> is Pollywog in a Bog. I'm not going to make Aaron guess what song, what album this song is off from because it's pretty oh, it's obvious. Definitely Silver Ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's got to be Snack Time. It'll be my highest silver ball score ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Good song. I, not to but tip my I, hand. But. I do have a uh, I do have a question for you, Aaron. Who do you think wrote this song? Ooh. Uh, I was gonna say Ed, but the fact that you asked that question makes me say Jim. You are absolutely correct. It is Jim. Okay. Is he singing on this? He is yeah. singing on this. Okay. I wasn't sure because I, obviously Ed is the rap part, but like yes. <laughs> the intro, I was like, that could be Ed, but it sounds a little different. So that's why. Okay. That makes yep. sense. And we have the return of Andy for this song. No way. What? Yeah. He's the one playing the steel drums. Oh my God. Yes. I like this song even more now. <laughs> we have all six bare naked ladies on That's this cool. song. That's really cool. If you've never heard Polly Walk in a Bog before, here is a quick snippet. In a puddle by the trail, flips its tiny tail, just like a great big whale, but smaller than a snail. It's Polly Walk in a Bog, swims under soggy logs. So this song was the second single off from Snack Time. It reached number 10 on the Canadian charts. I believe it. (laughs) Yeah. And number 61 on the Billboard Top 200. Wow. I'm not quite sure why it wasn't registered on a children's chart. Like I would have thought that would have been the go-to, but it was good enough. It didn't have to. I agree. Um, they have played this song according to setlist.fm 44 times total in person, 28 of which was on the 2000 tour 
uh, sorry, 2010 tour, their mm. first tour after Steve left in order to promote All in Good Time, which is an interesting choice. It's almost like they're like, well, um, what, what can we play? I, we, we can play a song <laughs> Jim wrote. <laughs> Maybe during a weird legal time. Um, but I, the thing is, I think that the numbers are absolutely wrong, though. Because I remember that during the, t- the tour that they did with Ben Folds and Guster, they had numerous Ooh. concerts where they had, just before that concert, they had an unofficial concert on the green or, or as some other spot off stage for a kid's concert before each of those shows, along with other members of Guster and Ben Folds, where they would do that a kid's show with their some of the other band songs as well as songs from snack time those aren't counted i looked and there was nothing listed for bangor main so i know for a fact that those are not on set lists so this has been played more often than that but that's what i have for facts about this song i would i would love to get into Uh. the discussion of the music I, I have some interesting things to say, but I would like uh, Heidi to lead off on the. Yeah, analysis. I was gonna say um, <laughs> I need Aaron's um, skill as well because this was a little more complicated because it's everything that I found said once again A sharp or B flat, which A sharp is not a thing, um, <laughs> but B flat major, and that some have said it's capo three that that it's performed capo three, but. Aaron, I have a question because the oh. the line, which I played like forty seven times, that's why I'm yeah. yeah. Okay, hold, wait, hold uh, on a second, Heidi. You said this is a B flat song. B flat, yeah. Oh my gosh, we have a B flat song that I like. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't like songs in B. <laughs> you don't like B flat. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I but, don't seem to, at least. So it's that. Uh, it has that. I love the 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 low piano intro. The F A yes. B flat A G. Ah, I will talk about that yeah. in a bit. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I can't. Because I played it like forty seven times, and I was like, oh, it is. It is that. That is exactly the same. I played along. Um, but if that's the case, then it's complicated. Because then it would be, this is my question for you, Aaron, because if it's in B flat, then does it start on the four chord? And then four, one, then a G minor chord is weird. Like, are it like, I'm so confused. I was like, well, it looks to me like it's F because then it would be one to four to a minor two to four to one, which makes sense to me in the chord progression. So yeah, I mean, I, it, one, four, two, four, one. Is that the progression you have? Yeah, it's, um, do you think it's, um, it's like F Lydian? I know that would be a, that could be like I I didn't have enough time to really again because there's no sheet music and I can't really you can never really analyze unless you're looking the at the sheet music so I was like maybe it is the F mixolydian I think 
I guess then if it was B flat. F mixolydian would make sense. Yeah. I th- um, think that yeah. could be. I, I, yeah, I, I did notice what you noticed in that it's got all the it's got all the notes you would expect from B flat, but this the tonal center of gravity doesn't seem to be B flat. Right. I and would, I would argue for F. when he gets yeah. to the bridge, it's hard to believe. Then he starts so then it kind of shifts because you've yeah. got a B flat G minor C seven F seven E flat B flat. But then it brings this, you back to that one if it's the one. And then oh it this yeah. To my brain because it's not it's not it says it's b flat major but i can't get it to work in my my head yeah i mean this is one of those songs that is either i would chalk it up either to uh someone having jazz influences which we know that jim does which is which <laughs> is what time. okay so the f mixolydian would make sense yeah because, that's okay thinking. so tracy just so you know so what mixolydian does is, <laughs> is it takes it starts the scale on the fifth degree. Uh, so it's like mm. key of B flat, it would start on B flat or uh, an F, which is the fifth degree of the yeah. B, C, D, E, F. yeah, B, C. yeah, the fifth degree. So it would be F, G, A, B flat, C, D, E flat, F, right? Yeah, and the, the song definitely ends on an F, and not, yeah. not that you have to end on the tonic, but. Um, and they, it's possible they had like, uh, like a key change or maybe they were doing some borrowed chords or something. And I would, none yeah. of that, is, I would put none of that past Jim. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking if you see their mixolydian, yeah, like F mixolydian or, um, honestly, sometimes people just write stuff. <laughs> and this is gonna, I know, but, I, I'm not I even mean, joking. When, like, like, like when, Radiohead does stuff all the time where they write in like Lydian and Dorian and they don't even know it. They're just like, these chords sound good. And they don't really care. Right. Well, so, and I think, yeah, and it is very jazzy, but Tracy, yeah. you're, you're, like you ate a frog there. Um, do you know something <laughs> we don't know? I, 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 I have no idea. I was trying to look it up online to see if there were sheet music, and there's absolutely no. No, there isn't. Online. I trust me. I looked. Um, <laughs> there's no snack time vocal book. There's no. Sheet yeah, music. there's not it's a lot. It's just a lot there. of tab and chords. I did find some easy chords which had it in like the key of D and other stuff, but that's not the case. It is definitely, and I don't think it's even capoed. Like one had a capoed at three, but I don't. Mm. Is when I play it on the piano, it's exact. So I I would I would say that you're probably right both of you that it's probably probably something like F mixolydian where he's just like he he decided to shift it. Well, yeah, I mean cuz you've got the opening you could hear that right oh yeah so Aaron I I now feel really good because I was like um, yeah I think you could be right I think it's F mixolydian so now hold on Jim if you're out there or please come on the show we know you have some input and we would love to hear if we are right with your theoretical analysis here um but 
I mean, it's a cool song. It's one of my favorite <laughs> songs ever. I've been so excited for tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, how many songs start out with a piano? It's not a solo because it's the piano is playing with the bass. But how many start off with a piano with the bass notes and a bass like for the beginning? And that's that's the first like however many bars. Until the drums come in. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, not only that, but it's got a reggae feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's got steel drums. It's got the rap music or the, <laughs> the rap section. Um, and it, it has quite possibly the most amount of references that I've caught in almost any song we've covered. Um, so I, I don't want to step on on your analysis, Heidi. If you had anything else to add before I start talking about no, 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 you feel free. Okay, <laughs> I am been so excited to hear you talk about the references, Aaron. Well, okay, so I, I've been holding off. I've been like, we cannot cover this song specifically until we have Aaron because I have been waiting since the first week we started this podcast to have you on this episode. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, I, I thought that I heard you at one point mention. All right, all right. So, <laughs> but let me start off by saying what a pleasant surprise the song was. Uh, I'm going to sound facetious, I'm sure, but I'm being serious when I say what a delightful children's song. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness. So yeah, so many references. Where do I start? But Tracy, I thought I'd heard you mention there was a video game reference in this song. There is. Um, Okay, okay. I was going to say, if this wasn't the song you're referring to, there most definitely is one. Um, (laughs) Now, before hearing it, all I could think of was Frog Fractions, which if you're listening and you haven't played Frog Fractions, go play it. Don't read anything about it. No reviews, nothing. Just search for it and play it. It's a free game. You play right in your browser. It's hilarious. Play it and love it. It's not Frog Fractions. Uh, no, no Frog Fractions reference. I believe this song came out well before that game. Anyways, my next thought was, oh, maybe Frogger, which, okay, possibly yes. But that's not what you were referring to, I'm guessing. <laughs> when Ed comes in with the ribbit, ribbit, rap. Ribbit, ribbit, a tadpole exhibit. It's a transformation no one can inhibit. It is almost 100% certainly a reference to Parappa the Rapper. Yes. <laughs> I'm working in the flea market so early I've been working here since my mama was a baby Just because the rhythm is slow That don't mean that you can't flow In the rain or in the snow Got the, got the funky flow which is one of my favorite nostalgic games of all time. It's a real feel-good game in the same way that this is a feel-good song. Um, the, the music video, there's another reference for you, reminded me of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Which might actually be my favorite Christmas movie, in addition to possibly being my favorite Henson film, unless you count Labyrinth. Um, it's endlessly catchy and singable, especially that chorus. 
Uh, it's cheery and upbeat without being saccharine or cloying, at least to my ear. Uh, they really accomplished something with this song, and it took me almost entirely by surprise. One last reference I caught. The jump, jump section. Out come the legs for the jump, jump, to the top of the section is almost certainly <laughs> a reference to Criss Cross, the very young... Exactly. Yeah. So wow, it was chock chock full of references, and uh, my goodness, I, is there something I missed? It. That's all I caught. But and Ed's rap, I for a while I thought it was Tyler, and, it, it, and I know it's Ed, but that yeah. voice changed so ribbit, much ribbit. from Ed. That's not at all what Ed sounds like. So it was like, whoa! It's a very and reggae. I, yeah, so like, up up in the back land behind my house. Um, we cleared a whole ton of land because we put in a garage and mm. like animals and stuff this spring, ducks and chickens and stuff. And we have a big pond, a natural pond. We dug down and all of a sudden water came up. We're like, whoa, okay. So we have, and now I went up uh, yesterday afternoon. My husband's like, you've got to hear, like, come up here. There are pollywogs everywhere and they huge so i was like oh my gosh we're doing polywogs tomorrow <laughs> i was so excited i have a ton of polywogs in my pond which well, is kind of like a bog because it's very marshy yeah, buggy. <laughs> so i've well, been singing polywog in a bog to my polywogs in my marshy bog up there that sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a marshy bog well i there was a game that i used to play on the old uh, IBM PC that my dad had called Boggy Marsh, which was kind of like um, Battleshipy, I think I want to say. Oh, was yeah. very and I loved Frogger. Like I was big oh, yeah. Atari 2600 Frogger guy, person. So, well, and Aaron, so, anyway. when on your on your channel, on your Twitch channel, when you yes. were playing Parappa the Rapper, oh, you could think of this song, I'm sure. When, when Prince Free, free uh, Flea Swallow, Swallow came yeah. up, I was like, oh my gosh. I have you not I heard that wait. before until you were watching us and then you knew it from Pollywog in a Bog first? <laughs> that is exactly it. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gamers because they played PlayStation on the tour bus, right? Didn't they? Or, oh, yeah. Or, um, yeah. So like, I'm sure they probably played that game as musicians and gamers. That's I fantastic. And for I him can't to come, help but like, also think... It's not a he doesn't pull it as much as he did with pinch me last week. Um, it, it is not a direct pull, but it is a great reference. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Heidi? Uh, well, I was thinking about Tracy's issue with Louis the Loon and how this must be this must rectify all of the issues you had with Louis. The Loon it absolutely does. This song <laughs> is perfect. It teaches kids all about the growth of a polywog, where they live, their habitat, what, you know, there's so much information here that is perfect. Yeah, there, it's legitimately educational. It, that's what was also kind of like when I used to compare these songs to um, some of the, they might be giant songs, like the sun is a massive incandescent gas. This is up there with that kind of knowledge that you're dropping on kids while still being a really catchy and fun and cool song. And I also want to like really give some credit. Like they also use the kids for the jump jump line. So those are all yeah. the band's kids saying that in the background. That's great. I love everything about this song. The, yeah. the 
great. It's got the great intro starts off with the very, the sh- verses are short. Well, the yeah, the verses, well, it's a two verse and then a two line verse and then a four line verse, but first chorus verse bridge. I love the bridge. Um, and then it goes into the rap ska and then goes back to three <laughs> chorus. It's just, it's a clever and well produced and well written song. Agree. And my, there are people out there that have said that the one thing that they have a hard time with is Ed doing the reggae rap breakdown because he does, he does put on a, uh, a an accent. Um, but there are white people that live in, in Jamaica that, that have that accent. So it, I don't feel like he's appropriating by doing that. Not nearly as much as Canadian rapper Snow. <laughs> oh my Lanta. Who sang right. Informer and was Inform. 100% earnest. <laughs> and then I make you boom boom down. I make you boom boom down. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like I, we we we've, we've encountered this before. I think it's pretty clear from from the majority of the band's takes in interviews and and you know, what they do in the majority of their songs lyrically. Um, I, I don't think there's any hate in, in any of their hearts. No. They're, they're good people. Oh, and I, I would, you know, I, I think it's, it's all in good fun. I mean, I guess it's easy enough for me to say that as another white guy, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I certainly, from what, it, from what it's worth or what it's not, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there's anything other than them being in the spirit of things. And that's, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's almost like an affectation for the genre more than anything else. You know, it'd be yeah. one thing just having a rap song or just randomly putting out or, or putting on that, that kind of accent, but this is reggae, you know? Right. Right. I agree. I, 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 this is not, I don't think like, like Aaron said, there's nothing that Ed's not trying to tick anybody off or <laughs> fun and light and yeah. And if the, people the, have an issue, well, and it's a it's a Prince Fleecewallow reference. So I think even more than even more than that, I think he's not trying to sound like a generic Jamaican person. He's trying to sound like Prince Fleecewallow, the character oh, yeah. from uh, from Rapper the Rapper, who is a frog, not a human being. So therefore, your argument <laughs> is moot. Right. Which is brilliant, by the way. That connection is brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. The only other musical note that I have for this is I absolutely love the way that Steve and Jim's voices blend so well. Yeah, the yeah. harmonies are great. The harms. Oh I wish God. Jeff were here to talk about the harms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's gorgeous. Like, I, I think if I heard this live in concert, my only thing I would miss would be hearing Steve's harmony back yeah. in Jim's singing. But the, there's another thing that is really endearing about this song, and that's where this song came from. So Jim, I, you guys may not know this story. I but don't. Jim was inspired to write this when he was looking at the ultrasound for his daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Aww. And it looked like a polywog. That's and sweet. that's why that makes he, sense. Why he that's wrote super it. super sweet. That is so sweet. I mean, how much more endearing can can a story for for an inspiration go? <laughs> well, it reminds me also not to get too nerdy on you guys, but um, there's an observation that has been made. Uh, it's not like perfectly one to one, and it's not you know perfectly. It's not always uh, true, but they 
apparently if you if you track the development of a fetus of a particular species there is a, a certain amount of um the story almost of the evolution of that species in the different phases that the fetus goes through because a lot of times it's like newer newer uh, genetic code kind of overriding old code which is why we have our vestigial tails and then we lose them before we're born and stuff like that so um i could totally see how that could get you started on thinking about you know just like life and all that and then the different stages of life and of course uh, the frog is a fascinating animal because it goes through various stages and where it's almost identified being almost like a completely different animal like just mm. like caterpillars and butterflies you know like uh, until someone made the observation and watched the actual uh, transformation, they may not have even known they were the same ant- creature, you know? Right. I mean, this this song, for many reasons, brings me back. But one of the reasons it brings me back is one of the memories I have growing up is when we would go to the lake or we would go to the stream and we would catch polywogs. Like, that was like the kid yeah. childhood thing of, like, of fun things to do. Oh, Yeah. We used to catch frogs, and then our parents would yell at us when we brought them home and tried to keep them as pets. <laughs> we have a lot of frogs around here. <laughs> yeah, I, my my friend Dylan uh, lived right out on the pond. Uh, I'm, I'm sure nobody knows where I'm talking about, but in a very small town in Maine where I grew up. Uh, and when I would uh, when I stay over at his house, the frogs were deafening, like the bullfrogs, like so much, like it was it was ridiculous, like how loud they were. Should we talk about the lyrics a little bit? Sure. Yeah, please. I mean, I, I love the rhyme scheme of this too. He does a great job with the rhyme scheme where it's not so, it's not like, oh, well, the, this, what's the word? It's not so simplistic. It's really interesting, but it's, so it's not too childish, but it still rhymes really well, like trail, tail, whale, snail bog log frog bog i mean so it's it's also easy for kids to remember and to sing along because of the rhyme scheme so i appreciate yeah and they're and they're learning rhymes like knows not where he's from or how his life had begun he's not the only one and soon he'll breathe through his lungs which i just love yes and can we talk about the transition from that line into the bridge yes and saying he'll breathe through lungs (laughs) it's hard to be really it's such a great musical transition to that (laughs) you lift your head above the water breathe this is a song that i just sing a a lot i I just really love this song It's so much fun. And there's so much happiness in it. You know, kind of going back to passcode, it makes you smile just thinking of this song. And and about birth, too. Like, it's a great way to explain to kids. Like, so when you're in the womb, you know, you're going to, you grow your arms and you grow your legs and you grow, and eventually you're going to pop out and breathe. And then, you know, you're going to reach the shore with the whole world to explore. You're going to have, you know, you're going to live your life as a kid and it's it's really cool and 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 i love the you know the um the in the rap um it's a transformation no one can inhibit amphibian change (laughs) take them gills and the tail and they oh range and then the legs come out and the i just i just love it 
and, and by the way, um, song meanings, you do need to change your your lyrics. Um, it's not hope to the top of the stump. It, it's hop to the top of the stump. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, like working in those double, triple rhyme schemes into a line. It tells the story in a very fun way. Amphibian change may seem strange. Like what a great rhyme scheme and teaching at the same time. And, oh, this line, where the mud is deep, frost will soon seep, and without a peep, a frog is fast asleep, because the peepers are out. And, mm-hmm. it, like, when you say peepers, a lot of people that don't live in rural areas don't know what peepers are. And <laughs> they are loud at my mm-hmm. house. So loud. We live in a pretty swampy area with a lot of acreage, and you hear them super loud. In fact, I was on the back deck, which is how I, I, I kept hearing these these loud noises and they didn't sound like peepers. And I was like, so I said to my husband, he goes, no, honey, come up, come up to the pond because the, they're all there. The frogs are all there. Um, and so and then the I well, when when it's winter, they there's no more peeper sounds. And, you know, it's a sign of spring when you hear the peepers and the peepers. And without peepers, a peep, peepers. where'd you get those? So that, that has a dual meaning without a peep. Yeah. Frog is fast asleep. Or so it's it's like, oh, because the peeper sounds are gone too. So without a peep. <laughs> yeah, I mean it talks about the tadpole stage, the frog stage, and even hibernation. I mean, it's really very yeah. informative. And then it comes back around, like it finishes where it started. So once again, you get that cycle of life type feel again. Yeah. And, and, and you, again, you get the habitat, you know, the soggy logs, the marshy area, <laughs> what it looks like. It looks like a whale, but it's smaller than a snail. Yeah. His tail falls off and, you know, the gills. go. Oh, so good. The life cycle of a frog in one cool butt song. <laughs> yeah, I would I would put this up there with the uh the stuff that I really dig that they might be giants did for kids. Like it's it's, oh, it's yeah. that high quality. It's really fantastic. And I, I enthusiastically endorse this song for children and for adults. It's just a great song. Well, and, and speaking of greatness and what a great song it is, the video matches up very well. What oh, I mean, yeah. we talked last week it about how Pinch Me is like mo- possibly the most perfect movie music video of that era. I would also have to say for a kid's video, this is most possibly the most perfect child video that there could be out there as well. Oh yeah, I agree. And, and the, the, just the video I could watch over and over again, it's just like a little mini short masterpiece. I think it's just so lovely. Well, I love how they have all these. Did they, did they get to keep their counterparts? And I also wonder um, because the animals that are represented by them are just, (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know. Do they have input on like? Maybe. Know, wait. What is Tyler an otter? <laughs> Tyler is yeah. an otter. Yeah. So He's they, an owl, and again. the Steve owl likeness is so good. Oh my gosh! Um, the opossum. Kevin oh, is Kevin the opossum. Yes. And I didn't realize. I kept trying to figure out. I was like, "Is it a rat?" He's a flying squirrel. He's a flying squirrel because you can tell when he lifts his arms. Yeah. He's got the flaps. Otherwise, he looks like That's a bunny. Right. But when yeah, they... I was like, is he a bunny? Which, but no, it is, it is a flying squirrel. And then we got, I love the fact that the brothers, Jim and Andy, are foxes. Foxes, right. <laughs> the only ones that match together in the whole entire song. Right, are foxes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. And the, yeah, and again, like so much of like of the Emmett Utter kind of Muppet, like Jim Henson looking characters in there. They had an Otter. They had a character that looked like Wendell Porcupine also from Emmett Otter, which yes. is definitely an intentional. He had like the little hat and everything. I was like, oh, okay, it's, it, it's just, it, there's so many like little things about this that I love so much. It's just uh, really, really impressive. I wonder that, if they got to keep their puppets. I, I would like to think so. I would have asked you if it was me. I would have been like, I want to keep that. So in the, on the video, on the website, the official, on Berenick and the Lady's official YouTube website, there is a comment. I actually, this was one of the few videos that the comments aren't turned off. There was a person on there that mentioned that they are the cousin of the person that did the puppetry for oh, no this. Way. And I was like, okay, well, I reached out. I'm like, we need to have it. Um, Jen Navalis um, mentioned my cousin did the puppets for this video. So I was like, can you please reach out to us? We want to talk. Uh, yeah, about that would be amazing. 100%, yeah. So, it, I mean, the design of the puppets and, and honestly, the puppeteering itself is absolutely amazing. I yeah, would have thought that yeah. it was Jim Henson that had done it. If they're very expressive and emotive, you know, and it's like, um, this could easily have been like they, it, it would have been so easy for them to be like either A, well, it's just a kid's song, or B, you know, let's just be silly and therefore we don't have to put too much effort into it, you know, just kind of make it funny. But I mean, it is funny, but it's also, it's just quite well done. It's just legitimately, they really put effort into it and made it just really well done. And the have video, you seen brings- some of the photos, there are some great still photos. <laughs> of the puppets like at the drum set and the piano and well that's the thing i love that they're actually playing the instruments that they have yeah oh i know i don't know if you've seen this but i'm gonna send you the link anyway um but there's close-up photos and the more you look at it you do see them in there like even the guitar that steven has has six strings and it's wow yeah <laughs> squirrel amazing. looking That's, up close yeah. like they're they're just so great and i have to say it's hilarious that that and i mean that uh oh hold on that that kevin's character has a rasta hat <laughs> and, and can we talk about the fact that um andy's fox has a gordon hat and oh he does yeah and what? a little and his glasses oh if i you, love the glasses Andy the Fox, his little glasses. It's so, they're just so cute. Jim's so, eyes really beady, but. It, well, so the Jim Fox puppet character, this may be sacrilegious, but just continuing on the early PlayStation era video game references, Jim Fox kind of looks like Crash Bandicoot a little bit, too. So oh, I don't yeah. know if that was intentional. <laughs> you got to get a hold of Noah Gynex. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's that's the one I was. I just saw that He's picture. He's the of guy that did the puppetry. Noah G I N E X. Noah, come on the show. We know you listen. Noah, come on the show. <laughs> it, we would love to have you on. Just talk about. Like, I would do an episode. Like, I could. I would cover the song again and just talk about the music video with him and, and how he did the puppets and stuff. Like, I, I would be one hundred percent down. You know why I didn't notice the Andy hat? Is it's on backwards. So yeah. it is. It is a Gordon hat, but he's got it on backwards. That's but funny. still, like, what a like, just a wonderful little nod, you know? 
if you keep going, by the way, they ha- he has other puppets that he has done, one of which looks like the Phantom of the the Opera from the Muppets. As oh well. yeah. He he does it's a lot of flying puppetry. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a hold of Noah. <laughs> Noah G. Come on, Noah. Yeah, Noah, please come on the show. We, we love your work. I, if Noah's not working for the Henson Corporation right now, I'm going to be angry. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. Henson should be getting on top of that. Like, amazing. I want to know that story. Like, I want to know how did yeah. they touch with them and how yeah, did what, who came up with the idea to, to do, do it with puppets and yeah, like and and Man. he said the the cousin mentioned in the comments he has been a huge bare naked ladies fan for a very long time that must was, have been such a cool gig for him yeah oh my know, gosh so. talk about a chance of a well, there's there's a, a one of the puppeteers named stacy she's got a blog called puppet pie blog i just want to talk to the puppeteers <laughs> i guess <laughs> i, I guess we, know lives, we need I a whole episode and there is a uh, there is a picture with all the guys with their puppets. Did you see that one? Yes, no. that's really really cute. They're holding up their own puppets. I found it earlier today. Um... Oh man, I just found Noah's website, and it's great. There's a lot of really cool characters here. Send me that along so I can try to reach out to him. Yeah, and please. Yeah, because I want to know what happened to the puppets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, want, I want one of those puppets. <laughs> I want one of those puppets. I want the owl. Like, I love Steven's puppet. Oh, actually, Steven's I love owl the ball. Just amazing. I think the opossum is actually my favorite. I think yeah, it's, it's I pretty great. Kevin, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's so cool. Wow. Yeah. What a great song. What a great video. And I love um, the little drum intro that Tyler does. We didn't yeah. mention it earlier, but that that drum intro off from that bass playing just really ramps it up and brings you into the song. Agreed. Kind of kind of Ringo-ish, if I remember correctly. Yes. Kind of Beatles dust. One of those Ringo rolls. <clears throat> <laughs> Which I've always loved. My gosh, the, like there's a rabbit hole you can go down. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We, I'll be sitting here staring this all night if I want. Um, <laughs> there's, oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your side. Uh oh. Another page for, for the liner notes. But this is the photographer who did the photography. So his name is uh, Greg Inda. And if you scroll down, you see all of the, like, the photos from the shoot. Oh, nice. They're beautiful. And, well, and we please. should also mention the person that did the video for it, the director, was J.P. Riley, which Great I would love job, to talk to J.P. Riley. Well. well, let's see if we can reach out to all these people, Greg, Noah, J.P., see if we can get, I mean, if we can get them all on, that'd be fantastic. Oh, did, the, did you notice the even the little drum set, the cover of the bass oh, drum? Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh the, my gosh! The, it's the got the artwork, time. snack time artwork on the front of it. So cool. So yeah, I, I mean like, the amount of detail that they put into this is just yeah. phenomenal. Well, oh, so here's, here's the deal. I, I love puppets and I've always been a fan. I know this isn't Henson, but the the quality of the work is up at that level for me. And like I've always yeah. loved, like 
I, I always freak out when I see something like, and Farscape's pretty old now, you know, but I'm really tipping my hat as to my age here, but you know, when I see something new, quote unquote, that comes out that the Henson company's involved with, I'm always really excited, you know, cause it's like, it's so cool for me. Uh, you know, CG is getting better and better and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like having something, and I can't even imagine for an actor having something to play off of, you know, like, Mark Hamill looking at Yoda versus Samuel L. Jackson looking at a, a stick with a ping pong ball on it. Uh, uh, like it, it's just not the same, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't catch the light the same way. They're getting better at simulating that stuff, but it just doesn't look as real and having something actually there in the, something to actually film is just it's so much more tangible, even though you can only see it. Right. And it's just, mm -hmm. it makes it so, I don't know. It's just something really special about like really well done puppets. And uh, this is a great example of that. And, and they did a great job with the background. It's the sky yeah. is this great powder blue. It's just a wonderful package because you have the song and you have the video and the puppetry. And so it's, it's just so much more like than well, than, and there's two yeah, versions the of, the, of, of the video. There's two versions. There's the extended version and the short version. The extended version has this little bit kind of leading into it Intro. where you have have yeah. the uh, butterfly that flaps in, lands on the nose. Oh, yeah, by the way, just the a way. reminder that I'm cooler than you. Oh, my God, you are cooler <laughs> than me. Uh, Too cool for school, Heidi. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just I, I I think that there are so many things that were un, underrated about snack time and are overlooked because it's a kid's album. But yeah. like yeah. this is one of those things that I well, think this, gets missed and in, in underrated. This song is definitely special. And um, this is probably, you know, again, uh, I there are certain songs that I look back on now. And I, this is why Tracy, I was, I've been trying consistently not to do what you do and say, I'm judging this as a kid's song, because like, this is definitely in a best of playlist kid song or not. It does not matter. It, it is that good for me. That's going on my best of, um, which I think is probably a good lead into the ratings discussion. Yeah. Um, how yeah. many, how many uh, puppets do you give this song? <laughs> If you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, when I listen to this, I can't stop nodding my head to the beat. I can't stop smiling in spite of myself. Uh, the song really pulled something off and I'm here for it, as the kids say. So uh, I thought this would be the first children's song to make my best of playlist. But apparently I gave Here Comes the Geese a four, mm -hmm. uh, which it's a good song. But I don't know. I might have to downgrade it at the end of the year to like a three point something, a high three, but like I, I have to rate Polywog and a bog above here comes the geese. Uh, therefore I give Polywog and a bog a very enthusiastic 4.05 puppets out of five. Um, we'll say like maybe a few hairs from one of the puppets and then <laughs> four puppets and, and maybe, I don't know, the instrument of one of the puppets. <laughs> Heidi, how many puppets do you give this song? Wait, I'm sorry, Aaron, what did you give it? 4.05 puppets out of five. You gave it 4.05. I'm surprised. I would have thought it would have been higher. It, it might be higher. I just, I, I, I was, I, oh, I don't know. I kind of want, part of me wants to rate it higher, but I, I've got some really good songs at 4.2. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty harsh critic. 
You are pretty <laughs> harsh, but for me, like I know I have a lot of fivers in there, but for me on the Snack Time album, this is I think one of the best, if not oh, the yeah, it's, song on the album. It's gotta be the best, yeah. And I give this a five. I really honestly do. I think that this could have been on another album, honestly. Right. So it's oh, a yeah. kid song. I think it so, really could have been on another album as a real like yeah. song. So I give it a five because I love it so much. It just makes <laughs> no, me, me so too. happy. And BNL, like they're my ha- like, yeah, they've got some of my favorite Barney Goodly songs are not happy songs at all. Yeah. But the reason why I love them is because they give me joy and yeah. even their sad songs can be joy. And this is just a song that I just, I, I love, I could listen to it over and over. I will never skip it. No matter <laughs> what this is on. And the minute I hear that opening riff, and I just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a five for me. So, well, so what, what I was saying, Heidi, was that I mean, if I Tracy has consistently said that he tries to rate the children's songs a little differently, I try not to. And I try and just compare them to like any other song they do. If I were just looking at this as a kid song and, and rating them slightly differently, this would be a five unequivocally for me. Um, but I have I have like Wizard of Magic Land at a four point two. I'm like, oh, can I do that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's, it's 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 really good though. It's definitely easily on my best of playlist. So it's obviously better than a four, and it's without a doubt the best of the kids songs that we've heard. It's, it's fantastic. And I would have to agree with both of you. Like, if I was going to rate this uh, as a regular song, it could be on any album. It it very much could end up on a They Might Be Giants album (laughs) like a regular album because it is odd enough and still jazzy enough that it would fit um to me this is the perfect kid song um so as a kid that grew up on sesame street and electric company and and mr rogers i'm there a good kid song teaches you something it's catchy and it also passes the replay test schoolhouse rock yeah exactly um, oh, yeah. This one has a really special place in my heart, though. Um, so this album came out when, just before we had Ben. And oh, yeah. when he came along, Ben is his own, definitely his own combination. Uh, he, had a, he had a difficult temperament, and uh, he, he had colic and didn't sleep through the night for the first nine months. So he, he was a tough one. And the only way that we could get him to sleep for the first three months was to do the following four things all at the same time. You had to bounce gently, sway, walk, play music, or sing. You had to do all of them at the same time. And if you stopped doing any of them, the gig was up. (laughs) Spinning all those plates. Um, Snack time got me through some very, very (laughs) long nights. I can imagine. I can only imagine. I would put on this album on replay and and sit there and bounce and sway and sing and and walk while in the middle of the living room back and forth. um, Do it. And this was the song that Ben that calmed Ben down the most. Uh, It was a song that I wanted to listen to repeatedly. It has amazing repeat value. And the fact that I could listen to this 10, 20 times a night and get through it and not lose my mind 
says a lot. <laughs> um, it has parts yeah. to it that when it's played softly are almost lullaby-like. Mm-hmm. The harmonies are extremely calming. And this song will always just be associated with my son in my mind there. It will always be there. Um, and so it, it automatically earns a five for Very nice. all of those reasons. Well deserved. Uh, I, I wouldn't, well I wouldn't argue with either of your fives. I totally get it. And it, it certainly brings back fond memories for me of, of playing Parappa when I was a kid and, uh, and, and Jim Henson movies and all those wonderful things. It's just warm nostalgia all over. And, and it's such a well done song and such a well done video. It's, it's great. Oh. So put it, put an asterisk next to my score, Tracy, and then <laughs> we'll see if my, my cold, cold heart defrosts a little around New Year's. Um, so those are our ratings, but we haven't heard from Stefan. So, Stefan, oh, right. what are you going to give this song? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, oh gosh! It's like here we go. Um, it's another uh, BNL children's song. Well, you know, it starts off pretty cool, and I'm like, okay, it's got a, a really low beat. I'm like, okay, I can I can hear a little bit of a Caribbean Caribbean sound to it, and uh, I'm like, I kind of like this. And then they started singing, and the word lyrics and everything worked out really, really well. The beat sounds great. Uh, um, the sound is just awesome. I thought it was just really well done. And then they go into like some Rastafarian kind of uh, rap. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Because uh, it sounded great and it pulled together really well. <coughs> I thought it was just really great. The Pollywog in the Bog, I give uh, 4.25 puppets. Because I thought it was really, really good. I had a great sound, great lyrics. I could understand them. And uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It was awesome. Stefan, why would you say something so controversial yet so great? my gosh, it's a kid's song. (laughs) Holy cow, why are you going to be so harsh? And we don't use those words in this I know. Wow. My goodness. Wow. Earmuffs, audience. Earmuffs. I mean, thank goodness I had him come on before the next person because, yes. oh my goodness. Um, so now I'm going to bring my kids into the room and I'm going to ask them what they think about this song. Um, I liked it. I liked how little kids can enjoy it because it has um, like puppets and a, a lot of little kids like puppets. And I liked how it was natural like how the otter drummed on the log and my dad used to show me this when I was younger so I know it's enjoyable to little kids. Okay. Well, it's kind of educational because it's about um amphibian change. I thought that it was fun because well, all the reasons that I've already said. I would give it a 4. Um, so if you guys didn't get enough bongos in this song, I, I got some more bongos for you this week in the, in the appearance. It, okay. I like to play the bongos. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wonderful video from Reno where uh, Tyler, it's just Tyler and Jim on stage. Tyler's playing the bongos. Jim's, of course, on his bass. And they are doing this song. It is wonderful. And then, of course, for the rap part, Jim, uh, Kevin, uh, 
Ed comes out on stage, does the rap, and then disappears off stage again. Really? Well, I, I would very much like to see that. It's a fun appearance. It really is. Um, so this week's song was a lot of fun and a lot and very upbeat. Um, next week's song is not so much. Um, <laughs> as I've already implied, we're we're gonna be yeah. discussing a I very about the bongos part. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I keep thinking about Sheldon and the bongos. <laughs> no, I was thinking about Bongo's uh, restaurant in, in Disney Springs, which closely uh, sadly closed a little while uh, ago. In the Gloria, morning, Gloria is it time for bongos? <laughs> Leonard sleeps while I play the bongos. <laughs> Don't let this be Sheldon playing bongos. Please don't let this be Sheldon playing bongos. Hello, Leonard. Do you like my bongos? Bet you didn't know that I had bongos. Sheldon, it's three o'clock in the morning. Three in the morning is a good time for bongos. I was sleeping. Leonard sleeps while I play bongos. No, he doesn't. Leonard no sleep while I play bongos. Bongo solo. Guess what? Sheldon got bongos. Why did you get bongos? Richard Feynman played the bongos. I thought I'd give that a try. Richard Feynman was a famous physicist. Leonard, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't care if Richard Feynman was a purple leprechaun who lived in my butt. Penny meant if he were a purple leprechaun. Penny forgot to use the subjunctive. Sheldon, go to bed. You have work in the morning. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe tomorrow I start a bongo band and tour the world. Hang on. Uh, uh, roommate agreement. Uh, no uh, hootenannies, sing-alongs, or barbershop quartets after 10 p.m. Roommate agreement? Are you kidding? We are living in a world of chaos. Roommate agreement. Where are you going? Wherever the music takes me, kitten. If you haven't seen that episode of Big Bang Theory of Sheldon playing the bongos, just just YouTube the clip, and that's all you need to just be. I've not seen happy. it. I remember there was a Simpsons Twelve Days of Christmas with Bart saying when the instead of a partridge in a pear tree, he said some bongos and a goatee. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but it stuck in my head. <laughs> so next week we have no bongos. Next week we'll be discussing a very uh, a very sad song, um, a but I think song. a song that I think people will love all the same, which we'll be discussing. Powder blue, which is 
one of my and all of our favorites, one of the special guests. <laughs> Wait, Stephen's joining us? Uh, <laughs> Not that special of a guest. <laughs> no, we will have a special guest next week, though. Thank you both for joining me tonight. Well, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It's Pollywog in a moment. Sweet dreams. May you always dream in Mixolydian. Yes, in <laughs> F Mixolydian. Good night, everybody. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.